and welcome to Kidacity, where we learn, share, and take action together. I'm your host, Samar Chitta. I'm 11 years old and live in Bengaluru, India. I'm also an aspiring author. Kidacity is a fun place for kids, like you and me, to learn about various topics that interest us. This season, we will learn about countries around the world, their culture, history, and most importantly, one problem that the children in that country are facing. From time to time, I will also bring inspiring interviews with adults and children. No learning is complete without putting it into action. So, at the end of each episode, there will be a segment where you can take action about the topic of that episode. If you love to learn and love to listen to inspiring people around us, you have come to the right place. This is episode 102. And in today's episode, we are going to be heading to yet another island. This country is famous for its tea. It is nicknamed the Pearl of the Indian Ocean and one of Buddha's seat is said to be housed in one of its temples. This week's country is Sri Lanka. Stay tuned to discover five amazing aspects about Sri Lanka. Let's first get to know a little bit more about the country and its geography. Sri Lanka is located off the coast of the Indian subcontinent. Its nearest countries are India and the Maldives. Its capital is Colombo, lying on the west coast. Sri Lanka has two national languages, Sinhala and Tamil. Both of them are from the same language family, which is the Dravidian. Sri Lanka is one of the world's greatest producers of tea, apparel, textile and rice and also hosts many monuments, which makes tourism one of its biggest industries. There are many places of interest in Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka is home to many temples, including the Dampula Cave Temple, Temple of the Toot at Landi, but there is also a lot of wildlife, including the Ravana Falls, Yala National Park. It is one of the most popular tourist destinations due to its beautiful beaches and lush tea gardens. Some of the popular beaches are Nagombo, which also has a Dutch fort, which I will be talking about in the next segment, Onawatuna and Hikadua. The history of Sri Lanka is just as fascinating. I want to start with one of my favorite stories. It is a Hindu mythological tale about Rama, Sita and Lakshman. It all starts in the forests of India. Rama, Sita, his wife, and Lakshman, who is his brother, are all sent into exile. One day, Sita spots a golden deer in the forest. She immediately asks Rama and Lakshman if they can go get her the deer. They agree, but on one condition. She must stay inside the circle drawn by them. After she agrees and the circle is drawn, Rama and Lakshman set out on their hunt. After a while, Sita manages to spot the golden deer lurking in the bushes. Instantly forgetting Rama and Lakshman's instructions in her excitement, she runs towards the deer. 
What she does not realize is that it is a trap by Ravana, one of the devils. Ravana immediately changes form from the deer and kidnaps Sita to his home in Sri Lanka. Meanwhile, back in the forest, Rama and Lakshman return to the circle drawn outside their hut and are shocked when Sita is missing. They look around and keep calling her name, but finally realize that it must have been the work of none other than the devil Ravana. Rama and Lakshman immediately start heading towards Sri Lanka. When they finally reach the coast, they see that they cannot cross. With the help of some monkeys nearby, led by Hanuman, the monkey god, they build a bridge to the other side, placing the rocks carefully one by one. They finally reach Ravana's castle and fight against him in a long war. Rama finally kills Ravana with the power of the golden arrow given to him by a sage. This golden arrow is aimed at Ravana's belly button and he finally dies. They rescue Sita and finally go back to their home of Ayodhya. When they arrive, all the citizens greet them with lights and diyas on the full moon night. That is why this is also the story of Diwali, the festival of lights. Now let's talk about some non-mythological history. Sri Lanka is one of the world's oldest settlements. The island had human inhabitants around 75,000 to 125,000 years ago in the Paleolithic era. But at the time Sri Lanka was not actually an island. Sri Lanka was first connected to the Indian subcontinent and was originally separated around 15 million years ago but has been constantly joined and separated, mostly because of rising sea levels. Today, it is its own island and is not connected to India. Sri Lanka's first urban settlements appeared in the 10th century BCE, near present-day Anuradhapura in north-central Sri Lanka. The Sinhalese people of Sri Lanka migrated from these parts to northern India, and the Tamils migrated to Sri Lanka. After a few centuries, with the dynasties rising and collapsing, finally came the Portuguese. In 1505, a Portuguese fleet, commanded by Lorenco de Almedia, was blown into Colombo by a storm. Almedia received warm welcome from the king of Cote, Vira Parakram Bahu, and, while staying there, was impressed by the commercial and strategic value of the island. The Portuguese soon returned in 1518 and were permitted to build a fort in Colombo and were given trading power. By 1619, the Portuguese controlled a favorable part of the island after invading them twice. They controlled everything except the central highlands, which had the empire of Kandy. The Portuguese soon attacked Kandy, the last remaining part. Kandy knew that they could not win. But as the Dutch arrived, they saw it as a perfect opportunity to gain power. They signed a treaty to help Candy, but eventually could not provide enough help and gave it over to the Danes, who had soon gotten involved. Eventually, the country fell into the power of the Brits. Finally, on 4th February 1948, Sri Lanka became independent. That sure was one long history segment. Now, let's talk about culture. 
Sri Lankan culture is extremely diverse. There are many religions across the country, each one having its own unique festivals. The most followed religion is Buddhism, followed by Hinduism and Islam. Now, let's explore some festivals. First, Sinhala and Tamil New Year. Because of the great Sinhala and Tamil influence in the country, this is one of the most widespread festivals celebrated at the end of the Harvest Festival. Number two, Vesak. Vesak Poya or Vesak is considered one of the most important Buddhist celebrations of the country. Celebrated in the first week of May, the celebrations begin on the full moon day and continue for a week. Number three, Kandi Esala Poya Perahera. This is sure one long name, but this festival is actually one that I would really like to go to. This festival honors the Buddha's suit found in the Kandy temple. And the interesting thing is that this festival is not celebrated by only Buddhists, but all cultures. The national dress of Sri Lanka is, well, actually, there is technically no national dress, but the most popular clothing is sari for women and dhoti and a, and a shirt for men. Probably you know what a shirt is, but a dhoti is a towel-like material. It's a fabric that you tie around your waist and it goes till your legs. Now let's talk about some cuisine. The national dish of Sri Lanka is extremely simple, rice and curry. One of the most famous dishes is called kottu, which is made by chopped roti, a curry along with scrambled eggs, onions and chilies. But being an island nation, Sri Lanka is also extremely popular for its seafood. Some of the best seafood restaurants in the world are in Sri Lanka. The most popular is called the Ministry of Crab. Finally, time to make a change. this petition on change.org by Christina D about a captive elephant, actually many captive elephants in Sri Lanka. Here is a paragraph she wrote and I quote, Rani is a captive elephant working as a trekking elephant in the tourism industry in Habarana, Sri Lanka. She spends her days behind a large hotel in the Habarana village where she gives rides to tourists. Rani's life and the life of all trekking elephants is one of misery and abuse. Last week, an 18-year-old male trekking elephant nicknamed Kankota in Ratnapura, Sri Lanka, literally dropped dead at the end of the day after giving three long consecutive safari rides. I think that this is a huge problem as they are not providing care to these majestic animals. I also remember seeing similar animal rides in my visits to Indonesia and the Maldives. And if you are confused, that was not a part of her change.org petition. I will include the link to the petition in my show notes and my Instagram. That is all for this week's episode. If you enjoyed it, please consider clicking on the subscribe or follow button on the podcast platform you are listening to me on. And don't forget to check out my Instagram and Twitter at RaidSummerChitta for the latest news about my episodes. Until next week, goodbye and Jay Hind from Curiosity. Curiosity.